This is something very common that maybe you take regularly, maybe you've even taken one today, but do you really know the risks involved with acetaminophen or Tylenol? Uh, it's in some other products as well that we're going to get some clarity on, but it is acetaminophen overdose, the leading cause of liver injury. So we're going to discuss just how prevalent this is and how preventable it can be. Our guest is the Associate Professor in the School of Pharmacy at the University of Waterloo, Kelly Grindrod. Kelly, good afternoon. Thanks so much for making the time. Thanks for having me. So uh, let's just first clarify what it is that we're talking about when we're talking about acetaminophen, because most people understand that's Tylenol, but it's in some other products as well. Oh, it's in loads of other things. So Tylenol is the most common brand name that we know, and there's lots of generic versions of that as well. But you also see it in a lot of other products. So a lot of cough and cold products, anything that's talking about sinus pain, for example, will often have it. You know, the lemony drinks like the neocitrins and things like that, they will often have acetaminophen. Um, you'll get it in low back pain products, things like low back, said. Uh, you'll also get it in menstrual products, things like Midol might have it. So there's loads of over-the-counter medicines, but then there's also prescription medicines that have it, things like Percocet, uh, Tramacet, uh, and Tylenol-3, for example. Those all also contain acetaminophen. So because it's in so many things, it's pretty easy to overdose yourself and to accidentally take too much and cause some pretty significant damage. Why are you passionate about telling the story of of how this is connected to liver disease and just how prevalent this is? So this was actually something that we had started working on before the pandemic. And so I, I had worked in the past with liver specialists. And, and what you have to know is when, when an overdose like this happens and the liver is injured, you often end up with something like a liver transplant. So I had worked with these specialists who do liver transplants, and they're so passionate, so upset. Oh, they just keep seeing over and over and over again healthy people who were had no problems before, suddenly needing a liver transplant, dying from injury, etc. So they felt so strongly. And we had started this before the pandemic, and then, you know, pandemic stuff happened. Mm -hmm. And we recently returned to it. It was interesting because in that time, we had also met someone whose young sister had also just died from acetaminophen injury. So it's relatively common. It's one of the leading causes of of acute liver injury. It keeps happening. And we were just finding many people are not aware of it. Why is that? Why why is it in it's in so many products and it's so common and and so I think accessible for so many people. So why are we so unaware of what it can do to us? Well, I think it's part of it. It's in over an estimated 600 products that are out there. It's so common you can buy it anywhere. And and what I find, you know, I've been a pharmacist now for 20 years and one of the things I found over the years is because it's everywhere, people assume it must be safe. Right. And they'll often take a lot. So how this injury happens is you take too much at once or too much over a short period of time, like 24 hours. So these are acute overdoses. I mean, people often just aren't paying much attention. So we'll hear stories like they're trying to treat fever and then they just took too much. They, they took some and they forgot they took it. You do have intentional overdoses, so it is a common drug used when people are trying to overdose, unfortunately. Um, but it's often just mistakes people make or, or when they're giving medicines to kids, for example, uh, calculating the dose incorrectly or measuring the dose incorrectly. These are all reasons that people do this typically but half the time by accident. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up about children medication because with such a big shortage with children's Tylenol, was this a big issue with parents trying to administer adult versions of that drug to their kids and causing damage? 
Well, I, yes, exactly. Because the, the concern is for healthcare providers, they know that this, this drug is safe in low doses but can be dangerous in high doses. So when there's a risk of, of a calculation error that, or a measurement error, we're really worried as healthcare providers, but parents may not necessarily know that. So there is a lot of requests at the time, to, you know, can you give advice to, to parents to use the adult products and kids? And a lot of healthcare providers felt really uncomfortable with that mm. because of the risk of overdose. And, and certainly what we're hearing anecdotally is that there have been some overdoses. We're waiting for the reports to come in and, and can kind of go through them at that point to find out what happened. But presumably because this was such a, a large issue, lots of respiratory infections, lots of parents need to treat fever, and a huge shortage of this medicine, presumably there were probably a number of cases that happened. So what are some of the things that will that will happen, some symptoms that someone might see? Will they, would they present right away with an accidental overdose or would this be something that would build up over time and cause some, some issues that someone might see later on? Yeah, so this, this, there's something that's tricky about this, which is when you've overdosed with acetaminophen, and again, it's going to be a short-term overdose. It's taking way too much at once or too much over a 24-hour period. So it's going to be typically a short-term thing. It's not a long-term thing. The first couple of days after that's happened, you may not notice anything, or you might just have a bit of nausea, maybe some vomiting, but a lot of people might feel nothing. But as the liver starts to fail, and it can take a couple of days for the damage to be done and the liver start to fail, people might start to notice that their eyes go a bit yellow. So, you know, they're, they're getting um, you know, yellowed skin if you have a lighter toned skin. Uh, abdominal pain where your liver is, it's the upper right side of your stomach, of your, of your abdomen. That might start to hurt. And then after about three to four days, when the liver is really failing, you have this serious thing. So the liver helps you clot your blood. The liver helps you store sugar so people will get um, the bleeding, for example. Um, your liver eliminates toxins from your body, so people will find the toxins build up and they get quite confused or they lose consciousness. And at that point, so it's quite severe. But that can take three or four days before the symptoms are really severe. The hard part is you want to treat it in those first 24 hours, often when people have no symptoms. And so if someone overdoses, it's really important that they call poison control or go to the hospital and get treatment as soon as possible. Kelly, maybe this is naive, but can the liver heal itself? Could someone have accidentally overdosed and not necessarily recognize those symptoms and then be okay? Oh, yeah, in some cases it can. So the liver does have some ability to heal itself. And in many cases, it may do that. So if someone can get in early for treatment, there is an antidote that can be given for those first 24 hours. It's given by IV. That can help a lot countering the toxic effects. And then the liver over time might be able to help. It It might not fully heal itself, but it can regain a lot of its function. Mm. The problem is, uh, for a portion of people, when they're hospitalized, for the thing, and about 6% of people, they don't have that happen. And what they need is a rescue liver transplant. And many actually die waiting for that liver because it's, you know, anybody knows anything about transplants, it needs to wait quite a long time for that. Um, or from complications related to the transplant. So for a, a significant number of people, this actually does have pretty uh, dire consequences. We're talking about acetaminophen overdose and how dangerous can be it can be. It's a leading cause of liver injury, and it's in so many of our products. It's so common to take it. One of the most, I think, common ways to take it is with alcohol in your system, trying to make sure that you mitigate a hangover or deal with one the next day. I want to talk a little bit about the dangers of combining it with alcohol and what that can look like. But, Kelly, we do just have to take a very short break. So we'll come right back into this conversation. I promise it'll be very fast. Kelly Grindrod is the Associate Professor in the School of Pharmacy at the 
University of Waterloo talking about acetaminophen overdose and what you need to know. Chelsea on Chat will be right back in three minutes. We're talking about acetaminophen overdose. Believe it or not, it's actually quite common. Acetaminophen, like what's what's in Tylenol, what's in a bunch of other different medif- medications, and how it can cause some significant damage to your liver. It's a leading cause of liver injury, but it's largely preventable if we just actually understand the risks and realize how many products it's in and we don't take too much of it. Our guest is the Associate Professor in the School of Pharmacy at the University of Waterloo, Kelly Grindrod. Kelly, thank you so much for sticking around on hold. Thank you. I want to talk a little bit about the combination of acetaminophen products and alcohol. So many people combine the two. You're trying to make sure that you feel okay after a night of drinking or try to take care of it the next day. How dangerous it is it to combine? So the problem isn't so much taking it for a hangover the next day. You know, if you drank the night before and taking it the next day. The problem is for people who drink three or more alcohol drinks most days of the week. So for people who drink regularly three or more alcohol drinks most days of the week so you know that could be give or take 20 21 drinks a week what's happening is their liver doesn't necessarily have the capacity to break the tylenol down or the acetaminophen down safely so when people drink pretty consistently um, that means that they are much more likely to have an overdose at normal tylenol doses so it's interesting. They don't necessarily have to overdose on, on the acetaminophen to have the toxicity. They can take regular doses and have that liver injury. Another group that's like that are, are people who are having a hard time eating well. So people who have been fasting for more than 24 hours. Or you'll hear, you know, people who have been sick. Like maybe they've had a lot of nausea and vomiting because of a viral illness and they haven't eaten in a few days. And then they take acetaminophen. It's the same idea as with the alcohol. They don't necessarily have that capacity in their liver to break it down down very well and they can have a liver injury at normal acetaminophen doses. So those are the two groups that have to be particularly careful. People who drink pretty consistently three or more drinks most days of the week and people who are having a hard time eating well. What are your recommendations then? Should we ju- should we just try to stay away from it as much as possible or just just try to be more aware of what's in our products? Well, I, I think one thing to keep in mind is all over-the-counter products have some risks, right? Our other pain relievers are things like ibuprofen, which is you know, brand named Motrin, Advil, or Naproxen, which is the brand name Elite. They have their own risks. They can affect the kidneys. They can affect the stomach. Um, they can sometimes you know, some of those types of medications can affect the heart. So we have to be you know, mindful that any over-the-counter medication can have its risk. And what I find in my practice is that people with, they think that they're safe and they can just be so cavalier with how much they take. And mm. I think. The most important thing that you can do with any type of oral medication, but especially pain relievers, read the label. Know what's in there and make sure you look at not only the maximum single dose, but the maximum daily dose. So don't exceed, you know, if you take your first dose right now, you need to count 24 hours to tomorrow about the same time and add up all the doses taken in that 24-hour period. So you have to be careful, you know, read those labels, make sure you're not accidentally combining products that have acetaminophen. So, you know, taking a sinus product plus one of those uh, kind of lemony drinks, those lemony, you know, citron type teas, you might find you, you start adding those products together and you start taking a lot of acetaminophen by accident.
How much ownership should people be taking over their own health? I'm imagining a situation where someone might be taking a lot of different prescription medications. Is it is it something that you think that we can we can trust that a, a doctor would understand all of those medications and, and give a patient proper warning? Or should you always just be making sure that you're taking your matters into your own hands and, and always looking to be safe? Yeah, it's a bit of both. And so because this, this is confusing, right, there's a lot to this. But when it comes to your prescription medications, you know, we're always running this by your pharmacist, especially if you take, a, you know, some prescription medications for pain or headaches, things like that. You should be really careful with the over-the-counter medications that you, you choose. But the thing about over-the-counter medications is they're self-select. Anybody can take them. and You don't have to talk to anybody to choose them. You can buy acetaminophen in the um, uh, gas station, for example. Right. So if you're not sure, especially if you have risks, so for example, if you, you pretty consistently drink three or more alcohol drinks a day, if you're going to get a pain reliever, probably take the time to talk to a pharmacist or talk to your family doctor. So the onus is on you to seek the advice that you need, but it's worth it for a lot of people to just take a few minutes, you know, a parent of a child and you're dosing the medication saying, I think this is what I need. My child is this age or weighs this much. This is what I plan to give them. Am I correct? That can go a long way to helping you be safe. So advocating for yourself in a way. So just remind us again, Kelly, one more question before I let you go. What are some products, some familiar products that acetaminophen is in that maybe we need to be a little bit more mindful of and aware of? So the most common brand name is acetaminophen, but you're going to see it in a lot of other products. So Robaxa set for low back pain, Mydol for menstrual pain, um, sinus medications, uh, different kind of Sudafed type products. You're going to also see it in prescription products, things like Percocet, Tylenol-3, and Tramacet. So there's lots of different products that are out there, especially related to pain, fever, or cold and flu is where you're going to see them most often. Thank you so much uh, for your time and for your work on this. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Kelly Grindrod is the Associate Professor in the School of Pharmacy at the University of Waterloo, reminding us uh, to just be very mindful of what we're taking and, and what is in our, medif- our medications. Acetaminophen overdose is a leading cause of liver injury.